or not a microphone, a uh, uh, yeah, a microphone, a microphone. No, I'm right. Yeah, a microphone. Yeah, what, I'm talking into one right now. If there's no, if a podcast is still going on this long and no one's around <laughs> to hear it, <laughs> should it stop? <laughs> should it stop? Yes. Okay. You can play that game. Hey, I'm Pete Steele. And I'm Andrew Miller. Welcome to Two Can Play That Game, the podcast for people who have one friend. If you have more than one friend, this podcast, it's not for you. Mm-mm. Mm-mm. No, no, no. I'm going to take those people who have more than one friend, uh-huh. pick them up, throw them off the boat, Andrew. Know what I mean? Yeah. Throw them off the boat, unload them from the boat. Andrew, uh, I, and I'm not talking about onto the dock or anything like that, like the good throw oh. them off the boat. I'm talking... Talking into the ocean, know what I mean? I feel like we've done. We don't. We've, we don't we've covered. Them. We've covered lots of games where we're throwing people off of boats with off more than boat. one friend. Yeah, yeah. I think that's. I, like, I think that's true. I think we maybe did that. Maybe yeah, Le Havre inland port, something like that. Well, uh, yeah. And well, and here's the thing, Andrew. Uh, I just want to make sure that you know everybody at home knows that it's not a good thing. It's not like the uh, you know it's not like that part in Muppets Christmas Carol when the guy you know asks for an extension on his loan and then Scrooge throws him out and he goes. Thank you very much. You know, <laughs> isn't that what he says? He He's says, like, "Thank uh, you much, Mister Scrooge." He, he says, "Thank you for not shouting at me." Oh, thank you for not shouting at me. Yeah. <laughs> well, because the, yeah, the whole um, joke is like he's he's like the guy's like oh you can you can yell and scream all you want and you're right but and they, but the whole time Scrooge is not doesn't say a word to him. He, just, he doesn't like, even say anything. He just picks him up and throws, throws him out the door. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, it's not like that. It's not a good no. It's thing not. Where, it's not where, like you're th- that. where you're thanking us. You know, we're throwing you into this because we don't want you here. This is a podcast only for people who have one friend, of course, Andrew. Andrew, but, the reason I mentioned boats, um, of course, is because today we're discussing a little game called Emotep: The Duel, and it's Emotep. all about unloading cargo boats in ancient Egypt. Andrew, it's just it's just about unloading cargo boats. It's a it's a forklift simulator. Um, yeah. Except it, uh, uh, the the prequel, forklift simulator, the prequel, the prequel this before they a, had forklifts, I guess. Yeah, before they had forklifts. Yeah, exactly. Wait, this is this is when guys had to walk up to a boat and go brrr and hold their hand out like a forklift and slide <laughs> them under, you know, what I but, mean, boxes and go brrr. Right. You know what I mean? But when they were doing that, they had to make that noise. That was one of the pharaohs' they had rules. To make that you know, noise. Yeah, exactly. And then, and like, and then somebody was like, like, wait a few thousand yeah, years. Well, this will make sense eventually. You know, why you have to make this will make sense eventually. Yeah, it was definitely a, a Back to the Future type moment, you know. I mean? It's like your kids are gonna, your kids are gonna love this. You know I mean? <laughs> kids, your kids are going nuts uh, over forklifts. Yeah, kids are going nuts over yeah. forklifts. Hey, listen, tell me that you tell me that your kid wouldn't go nuts over getting a little forklift truck. You know what I mean? Well, that's true. You know, I used Andrew, to. Let's I used go to ahead work in a place, and uh, uh, no, yeah. before we do that, I, I gotta tell this story. Right, that driving a forklift. And yeah, and it's not yeah, yeah, yeah. I used to work in a place that had a lot of forklifts driving around, and uh, wow, I uh, I always wanted to try it out because it looked really fun, but I never did. That's the end of my story. There you go. That's the end of your story. Yeah, yeah. I've driven a forklift before. Uh, it's pretty fun. It's a real the steering one? is crazy. The steering, yeah, the steering radius is wild. You can really whip around. You can really do donuts anytime. Wow. With them, you know what I mean? And you can pick up donuts. Isn't that fun? You know. <laughs> you could you could cover all the donut things you can do picking them up doing them uh, eating them on it you know what I mean all sorts of things yeah. are uh, allowable 
Well, Andrew, we're talking about Imhotep the Duel here, um, and uh, I think the audience is like fiending for us to uh, go ahead and sum this baby up in one sentence. One sentence explanations. Yeah, the audience was just like, uh, come on, there's too many sentences, guys. Here, come on, I don't have all day. Just yeah. give it one sentence. Um, yeah. Mine. They I were like, it... to be clear, we're loving this forklift, you know, uh, <laughs> tangent. But we also can't, you know, can't deny the fact that we really want you to sum it up in one sentence. So That's we're right. kind of at a crossroads. That's right. Um, well, uh, if I had to sum up Emotep the Duel in one sentence, this is not even one sentence. I think it's just a phrase. I would say that it's... wow. The same game as Targi, but backwards. And uh, if you've ever played yeah. Targi, it's the same. I said this before we started. It's the same mechanic of Targi, yep. except opposite. It's inverse, it's, if you yes, will. Yes, mm-hmm. inverse. Mm-hmm. Instead of putting your your uh, workers around the outside of the grid and taking the stuff in the middle, you're putting your workers on the inside of the grid and taking the stuff that's around the outside. <clears throat> and that's wow, that's it. wow. Yeah. Yeah, this game should have it could have been called Targi colon inverse. You know what I mean? The inverse. <laughs> yes. Inside yeah. out Targi. Yeah, Targi, whoops, inside <clears throat> out kind of thing. Well, but there is more that differentiates it, but we'll get into that later, of course, Andrew. Uh, no, nothing else differentiates. Is, oh, no. <laughs> Phil Walker Harding, who designed this game, I'm just gonna, off. just you know, just... Uh, I'm taking a hard stance selling on our, that. <laughs> taking a hard stance, huh? No, kidding. Our, uh, there is there is more. The CIA or there is Andrew, more. my one sentence uh, summary of Imhotep the Duel is the game of competitive line cutting. Yes. This is oh, yes. this is all about this is all about somebody standing in line waiting for somebody and you're just like I'm just going to go ahead and get right. I'm just going to go ahead and scooch right in front of you here. <laughs> just going to go ahead and scooch right. Well, just yeah. going to bump you up a little bit here so I'm in the best spot. You know what I mean? That's yeah. what it's all about. I That's mean, let, let's talk a little bit more about it, Andrew. Um, basically, so like you said, there's, uh, you know, like in Targi, there's like a, actually, I think even in Targi, I think it's a three by three grid in the center, right? Oh, um, it might be four by four uh, in Targi. Oh, could be true. Yeah. Oh, well, you definitely, you definitely make, you definitely make a four by four grid, uh, in front of you in your tableau, but, uh, yeah, I can't remember. But anyway, um, it's, uh, but you are putting your guys there um and then so basically you can be making a column of three or a row of three um and at the end of those uh, columns and rows uh on two sides of the old square rooney um are boats so you basically have three boats on one side of the of the grid three boats on another side of the grid and then that's it, baby. Now, basically, what you're what you're doing is um, each one of those squares lines up with a spot on the the boats. The boats each have also three compartments for carrying goods, basically. So, yeah. if you are on you know the top right corner of the square, that that grid coordinate, that's that that little space um, that could correspond to one of the spots on the boat that uh is docked at the at it the the column that it's a part of and also docked at the row that it's a part of basically it's a lot um, easier to explain if you can see the board maybe you should watch a youtube you know pete we should have done a youtube video in a youtube channel instead of a podcast i think that would have been helpful for well this. Uh, andrew <laughs> i'm not a fan of success so i disagree <laughs> no no <laughs> Okay, good point. Good point. Hey, by the way, I did just look yeah. it up and Targi is a 4x4 
grid. Oh my uh, so gosh! This I one, I take it back. This one is to- actually. Oh no! Actually, I yeah, take, there you go. I take that statement back. It's a three by four grid, actually. So oh. um, now I'm looking oh, at the picture gee, here. Mochi. Noticing this, wow. yeah, because it's got the border. If you remember, the the border are also cards that go around it, and the middle ones change. So, um, yeah. Hmm. Interesting. Yeah. Oh wait, am I am I but looking at this wrong? Oh wait, the whole thing is a border. Oh, you're right. It's three by three. Okay, I'm wrong. I'm wrong. Sorry, people. Oh my gosh, just cut this wow. out. Wow. Ed- edit this whole part out. Uh, nope. Go nope. ahead and just nope. ed- edit nope. it out. Yeah. No, that's okay. People, go ahead and turn your volume up. Rewind, turn your volume up to where Andrew said he was wrong, and bump that, baby. <laughs> you know, uh, bump it in the club for He's me. Gonna... Uh, Andrew, that's and so basically, you can end up placing your one of your meeples, one of your uh, workers. But obviously, I mean, this is ancient Egypt, so let's face it these these folks were slaves. Uh, <laughs> I'm sure right. back in the day. Um, and uh, especially because, like, you're doing things like building pyramids and whatnot. But anyway, um, but you are unloading. You're the you're person that works at the dock. And you um, can put your uh, worker, your, your slave, your person on one of the um, nine squares. Yeah. And once once there is two meeples in either a row or a column, and it doesn't have to be your two, or there too, it can be any mixture of two. As soon as there is two in a row or column, you can then choose on your turn to take the action of unloading the boat at the end of that row or column. And where your folks are placed on those squares uh, dictates what you're taking off of the boat. And you know what I mean? Which, which one of its three cargo spaces you are receiving the goods from, basically. And so it's just a very clever puzzle um and um about like you know what you want out there for sure um on those boats and so you're trying to put your person in a position to where they're going to offload it but uh your opponent can swoop in and basically change what you get uh based on where they place their meeple and so it's just a lot of back and forth take that and trying to get in somebody else's way while you're pursuing your own points the, it kind of goes back to what you were saying about the line cutting, where you know you you may have two two meeples on there, and then your your opponent may put one right in front, and then you, it like messes up which which items you're going to get off the boat, or your your opponent could maybe uh, unload a boat that's going the opposite direction, which then would take one of your meeples because once you unload, you also take your meeples off once they get an item, so that might mess up yep. your plan as well. So there's a lot of uh, yeah. You know, there's a lot look... of ways to get in your opponent's way, basically. Yes, yeah. yes, yes. Um, I, can mm-hmm, I also mention mm-hmm. just just while we're on the topic of the meeples here, I just found it interesting. I remember we remarked on this when we were playing. Uh, the meeples are not your traditional shaped meeples. They're right ta- taller, and uh, I don't know. I don't know why they went with that, but okay. You know. I... Yeah, it's interesting. I still honestly don't. I don't understand what shape they're going for there but i'm sure there's something there it's very specific and i i'm probably just a dummy and don't understand it but like that i guess the meeple is wearing a very specific type of clothing i would say oh that yeah i guess with is, yeah um that's all i can that's all i can guess because the because the outline of the meeple is not like you said it's not your typical arms outstretched um creed arms wide open you know creed fan <laughs> meeple arms wide open yeah 
But uh, and and that's that's really it. Is like on your turn, you get to either you know place a meeple in a spot or unload a boat or uh, use uh, an action token. There's some of the goods that you can take off these boats are action tokens, which which then you can play to do like kind of superpower actions, which is very cool. And that's and that's it. You just keep going until. Um, the like the boats are offloaded basically and then you add up the score and there's a bunch of different scoring mechanisms for this like um you can um based on the there's a bunch of different tiles that do different things like there's temple tiles and when you collect those you just get straight out points for how many you know um icons are on those temple tiles there is pyramid tiles which you can use to build two different pyramids and then you get points based on how many of those um tiles like how much progress you've gotten in building the pyramids um there is an obelisk set of obelisk tiles where you're just trying to build the tallest obelisk um there are tomb tiles where you're trying to bury people in tombs and and establish tombs in a very specific pattern to give you points so there's like a lot of different ways to score um which is very cool and then um, there is like an A side and a B side to those scoring paddles, um, those those scoring areas basically. Um, so you can mix and match that too, and there's well, slightly different scoring um, criteria for each A and B side of it. Yeah, you know, what I like about it is that so you have one little kind of uh, thing for the pyramid, you have one for the obelisks, you have one for the the uh, temples, and so on. But you don't. It's not like one big scoring thing that you flip over to the B side. They're all individual. So you can, like Pete said, you can mix and match. You can have one of them be A side, one of them be B side. And so um, mm-hmm. what? What we did? Oh, yeah. Because you know I love a game with some dice uh, or a chance in it. And this game doesn't really have that much chance in it. So uh, what we did was we uh, flipped a coin for each one to see which side mm-hmm. we we're going to play on each one. It made it each game different. So I'd say the only yeah yeah uh, yeah yeah. The only element of chance in this game really is the tiles because um, you you know mix them all up uh, in a bag or whatever and then you pull them out and put them down on the boats as the boats get unloaded mm-hmm. then you get refill them yeah and so that's gonna come out in a different order but besides that you know it's all just kind of how you place your mm-hmm. maples and everything like that yeah and I guess having four different um you know, four four different scoring criteria, um, four different ways to score, and there being two variations on that. Can you run the math on that real quick? Does that mean that there's eight different ways to play, or does that mean there's 16 different ways to play? Oh, um, there's a lot, and we're not good at math, but I think there's, like, a ton yeah. of different ways to play because there's... You could yeah, do a, yeah, I would have known when I, I would have known when I was, like, in high school or something like that how to do that. Math, you could do, like, really A, B, B, B. You could do... A A B B. You could do A A A B. You could do A A A A. You could do B B B B. Oh, maybe so. There's not. Maybe there's not that many. Oh no, because you could do A. Well, no, but because but you're thinking that is assuming that the A's and B's are interchangeable. You know what I mean? Like, so you can do A B B B, but that's not the same as B A B B. You know what I mean? And B B A B and BBBA, you know what I mean? Those are all different things, yeah. even though, like, I think I think when you do that in math, um, you are assuming those are all the same or whatever. I don't know. I'm not a mathematician, Andrew. I'm a podcaster about two-player board games, Andrew. Uh, and that's that's the, basically it. You, you kind of get the general idea. You're, you're placing your meeples workers in specific ways. Um, okay, to, I got it. I got offload it. certain things from certain boats. I just 
I just Googled it. It's 16 really? possible. 16 possible. Hey, uh, now we're talking, baby. I knew yeah. it. 16. I am I mean, a mathematician. Sorry, reverse yeah. that. Cut this part out, Andrew. <laughs> I actually am a mathematician. You know I mean? All right, everybody. I want you to uh, turn up your volume, rewind to the part where he said he's not a mathematician, and <laughs> no. play it real loud. No, I am. I am pump, one. Pump it um, in the club. <clears throat> or whatever you Andrew. Say. Andrew, speaking of pumping it in the club, why don't you go ahead and uh, pump the history of this game into my ears, a.k.a. the club of the body. There are this... drums there. Ear drums. <laughs> That's, oh, there you go. Yeah, it's, it's the club of the body. Um, mm -hmm. Let's see. This game, Imhotep the Duel, it uh, first came out in the year 2018. Uh, published by Cosmos and um, designed by a person named Phil Walker Harding. And Phil Walker Harding is an Australian guy. And uh, of course, this is Emotep colon the duel, right? So, as has become a trend on this show, where we cover a lot of these games where it was a bigger game for two to four players, you know, called Emotep. Yeah. And that one came out. And then in they came to their senses. <laughs> they came to their senses. 2016. And then that one sold zero copies. And they were like, what's wrong? And then they said, hey, you need to make it for only two players. And they were like, oh, yeah, yeah. okay. You were um, overestimating the amount of friends that people have. Yeah. Exactly, exactly. They were like, why is no one buying this game? Like, dummies, you need to, you can't have it be, you know, two to four players. Nobody's going to buy it then. You need yeah. only two players. Yeah. yeah. So that's what they did. They turned it into Emotep the Duel. Um, no, uh, Phil Walker Harding is the designer of lots of popular games. I was looking at his his uh, board game geek, about 15 to 20 games at mm -hmm. this point. And yeah. uh, including a very popular game, probably maybe his most popular, definitely his first hit was uh, Sushi Go, which I know you mm -hmm. are loving these days, Pete. And, yeah, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm big on it. I'm big on it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, but uh, Sushi Go is kind of like, even though it was his first big hit, it's kind of a departure from a lot of his theme because he has a lot of different games that are archaeology-themed and ancient Egypt-themed. Uh, mm. uh, I'd say most of his games are that theme. In fact, his first game ever, which he self-published, was called Archaeology. That's the title of the game. Wow. Yes, and he says that he's always had a fascination with uh, ancient Egypt and archaeology. He was a big Indiana Jones fan growing up, so it's just kind of something that he's been really into. Um, in fact, he said that most mm. of his games, when he's designing them in like the prototype, they actually just start out with an archaeology archaeology theme in his head he, he kind of starts with like some element of that and like oh how would you but then it might get changed as as it goes on and it kind of the game evolves as he's testing it um, yeah he also said in a couple interviews i saw that he always goes for making games very accessible to the average player mm. out there so he wants games that you can learn by just watching other people play uh or you know okay or you can just like describe it in like you know less than two minutes or something like that how to play it's it should be and I'd say this one is pretty close to that I think except for all the scoring at the end but it's all written right there you know so yeah um, I think the mechanic of like placing the meeples and, and picking up the things is pretty simple I think he I think he hit it on this one mm-hmm mm-hmm um, now it was hard to find as uh, you know sorry I kind of failed on this it was hard to find stuff about this game specifically. Uh, lots of interviews that he's done about Emotep original recipe, you know? 
Mm. Um, <laughs> original <laughs> crispy. Yeah. <laughs> Emotep original crispy. crispy. Yeah, original crispy. Yeah. Well, that's what the uh, sarcophagus was when they. Uh, that's what the archaeologists said about Emotep when they. Yeah. Right. <clears throat> right. Right. They said, "Oh, this is one. This one's crispy." That's. <laughs> that's actually where Colonel Sanders got that idea. It's a long story. <clears throat> um, uh huh. Yeah. Long story. Long can't story. Get long into story. It, now. it uh, can't, can't get into it now. Uh, that game did get nominated for Spiel de Jour, so uh, that was a pretty big deal. I think that was his, his only nomination for that award, uh, Game of the wow. Year. So, um, And he remarked uh, several times in interviews that I read that, that he felt strongly that he wanted to have a game where you build a 3D pyramid. So in that game, you actually have little blocks where you build a real pyramid that kind of stands up. Now, hmm. this ga- this game is lacking that, but I was thinking about it. And I guess, well, I, first of all, I think they like to keep things cheaper for two players and keep, keep things in a smaller mm-hmm. box, you know. Uh, yeah. But also, because this game has the hidden tile factor where, the, you know, it's like tiles that you're kind of like flip, you know, flipping over and pulling them out of a, out of a bag or whatever. Uh, yeah. you, can't really, you can't really do that with, like, blocks. But I do appreciate mm-hmm. that you at least build a 2D pyramid. I remember when we played that, that yeah. was one thing that I noticed. Same thing with the obelisk. You're actually building it up to make it taller. And so I yeah. thought that was kind of cool. Um, but yeah. I'm going to... And gonna... they're just all so different, you know, the way that you approach the scoring, basically. Right, yeah. right, exactly. But I'm going to guess that... Uh, I th- I'm pretty sure I'm right on this. I'm going to guess that this was a suggestion from the publisher, uh, much like the Uwe two-player versions that we've covered, you know, where um, mm-hmm. they'll mm-hmm. say, like, hey, this one was real popular. Why don't we make a two-player version? And, yeah, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah, then yeah, he yeah. goes and designs. I, I'm almost certain that's what it is. But he hasn't done too many interviews, or uh, no interviews that I could find where he even mentions this game. But um, huh. I, I did also happen to glean a little bit into this guy's uh, uh, favorites here. I did see that some of his favorite two-player games include Patchwork and Seven Wonders Ooh. Duel. So I think Ooh. this guy, he's got some good taste, right? <clears throat> mm. Mm. Mm-hmm. And uh, that's it. A pretty short history about a game that takes place a long, long time ago, long back in history. Um, wow. Yeah. Yeah. But um, I hear that a lot of people may have opinions about this game. Is that true, Pete? Really? Really? Well, Andrew, I can confirm. Confirmed, Andrew. Confirmed. Uh, and, uh, and I'm going to go ahead and prove it to you in review on this. Review on this. Okay, Andrew, it's time to review on this, where uh, I'm going to go ahead and read some people's reviews of this game that they have published on the internet, Andrew. And then we're just going to kind of reflect on what's going on with these folks, Andrew. So here's one. They gave it a 1 out of 10. They said, it just says one word, Andrew. It says pantry. Now, I think <laughs> this person is, I think, I think they're trying to say like where they have stored the game because you'll see that sometimes it'll say like you know uh den or like uh living room or something like that you know what i mean like and they have different places where they store games and they just this is like but (laughs) okay finish and then i'll say my thing go ahead but the pantry andrew pantry is where you put food andrew so we we think we've got yet another reviewer who i think eats the game instead of playing these right uh these keep coming up this is this is I mean I am I love keeping track of things on like spreadsheets and so forth. I'm pretty but mm-hmm. this this is a whole another level of being anal retentive. Actually going on to Board Game Geek 
and writing where you keep all of your games be like and and also well now this person has a hoarding yeah. problem because they've run out of they run out of right. space on their board game shelves and they're keeping games in their yeah. pantry next to their cornflakes yeah it's like, yeah when it's exactly when it's spilling over into your pantry you know what i mean you feel like it <laughs> you know like what's what's the other reviews from this guy uh chest freezer you know what i mean like uh outhouse or whatever it's like come on man sell <laughs> some of these things you're not gonna you're not gonna you're not gonna play all you're not gonna play the one in the outhouse you're not gonna be like hey I, you know what i'm in the mood for the one that's in the outhouse you know what I mean? <laughs> dusty crawl space uh, dusty crawl space oven <laughs> pile of snakes you know right. yeah <laughs> andrew this person gave it a 3.3 out of 10 uh, and their review simply says five out of five. Now, <laughs> Andrew, what the heck's what? going on here? Because <laughs> I've tried doing all the math that I know of, Andrew, uh, but none of them made sense out of three point three equaling five out of three point three out of ten equaling five out of five. So, <laughs> you know, I well, know. five out of five. Yeah, that okay. That's uh, that's not the same mm. as ten out of ten, right? I mean, wow. What a... Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, you know what? Uh, maybe it's uh, it's a it, this is a deeper thing, Pete. That we're not smart enough to understand. This is a because at the end of this game, you do have to do quite a bit of math to figure out who won the game, oh, right? Yeah, As, true. Because it's like for every pyramid block, like if you get one, it's one point. If you get two, it's like three points, and then it's like seven right, points that, and fifteen that points. That kind of thing. It's like a, it, you need you need to Google it. Kind of like what we did that that. Uh, how many different mm-hmm. combinations kind of thing. So I think yeah. Yeah, yeah. I think you need like some sort of calculus to figure out this person's review. Yeah, this is like a goodwill hunting type moment, you know, yes. where he's like solving this review on the board or something like that, you know? Right. <laughs> right. Maybe he maybe maybe this guy's also like adjusting for inflation. I don't know. Yeah. You know? <laughs> Who knows? <laughs> well that's that's actually yeah, that's a good point. Adjusting for inflation. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Um Andrew, this person gave it a six out of ten. They said clever, quick Simple little two-player duel. Captures the Emotep feel, though sadly, without the chunky cubes. Mm-hmm. Now, Andrew, these are he's referring, of course, to the cubes that you were talking about with, with the regular Emotep, where you yep. build the pyramid and everything like that. Um, but, uh, Andrew, this person likes his cubes chunky. Thick, chunky. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh-huh. More power to him. You know what I mean? He's got, he's got a thing for chunky cubes. So This is very uh, similar that's, to my... Very similar to my yeah. review for that salsa that we got last week. Uh, it's like, hey, yeah, not mm-hmm. as chunky as as last week's, you know. Yeah, exactly, exactly, exactly. Well, and of course, as you know, Andrew, because you've said it before, uh, there's more cube cushion for the cube pushing. You know, when they're <laughs> that's right when they're chunky when they're chunky cubes. You know what I mean? So that's right. Uh, yep. I think we I believe we have established that that is uh, something that. Uwe Rosenberg likes. I can't remember how you brought yes. that up, but it was something to uh, do with Uwe Rosenberg. Yeah. yeah, he likes he likes more cushion for the cube pushing, is what we said. I That's believe. right. Yeah. So, yeah. so maybe Uwe wrote this review. It was a, it was something that we said on the show, and then I tweeted it, and boy, it was, I mean, I think we got like two likes on that pizza. It was a it wow, was wow, it, it blew good. up. Yeah, yeah that sounds really great. Went viral. Right, went viral. Um, yeah, Andrew, I think I think uh, this person is probably an older person because as you get older, I think you you start to really see the um, why you know the the best part of having chunky cubes. That's great. Um, <laughs> you start you start to lose the immature part of your brain that for some reason doesn't like your cubes cubes chunky. Right, Andrew, this person gave it a six point five out of ten. They said the production quality is 
average. The illustration of the board and tokens is dull. The meeples are practical, and I don't like the choice of black and white. Andrew, we got a real <laughs> diplomat here, okay? He hates when everything is displayed as just black and white. You know what I mean? In reality, it's a lot of gray areas. All so. right, yeah. Um, why did why did this person say that the meeples were practical? That's what got me. Uh, it's probably a slip up, right? Probably a slip up. Maybe they meant art aren't practical. I don't know. They're practical. I don't understand. Uh, yeah, practical. Like they're more practical than delicious. other. <laughs> yeah, I I just like the idea that he's you know he's like I don't like the choice of black and white. Well, all right. I mean, you know, sorry, we live in a very political world. You know what I mean? So honestly, if you're being sensitive to um, people with like color blindness, it's probably the most practical choice you could have made for those colors. Honestly, there you go. Yeah, there so, you go. So. I think it's a good hmm. choice. Ever thought Maybe. of that? Yeah. You know? mm-hmm. Andrew, this person gave it a six out of ten, and they wrote bling status X like a like cross like crossed out. <laughs> um, Andrew, this person Wait, does not explain what earns a game bling status because they <laughs> I've, some of their other all of their reviews have bling status, and it either gets a check mark if it has it or an X if it doesn't. This one got an X, Andrew. But what? here's the thing: when I was looking it up, they did not they did not give an explanation. You know what I mean? For what bling status is. So what do you, what do you think bling status is? Wait, 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 wait. So okay, so this person has all their reviews just say bling status with an X or a check mark next to it. Well, it usually has a little bit extra, but that's how they start every review. It's okay, at the bling. top of every review is the bling status. Man, this is another person who I think we need to uh, ask about this. Uh, yeah. I guess. <laughs> 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 Bling status. Uh, Maybe this is exhibit. Um, yes. Pimp your board game or something like Pimp that. Your... You know what I mean? Oh, now we're talking to that. Pete, that's a new segment on our show, I think. Uh, yes, know. yes. Pimp yes. my board game. We're gonna put <laughs> we're gonna put two Xboxes in the back of this board game. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> you know. <laughs> <laughs> that would save. That could maybe save some of the board games that we've played that have been terrible. You know what I mean? It's insane. That show. Xboxes built. That into show it, was you know? so great. I mean, why would you put two Xboxes in the trunk of a car? It, it just it made so no good. sense. It would just. It's just. It's wild. It's just going wild. <laughs> what a show! What a show! I want to watch. What Is that show. on any streaming service? Show. I want to watch that. It's got to be. It's on the Andrew Miller streaming service. You know what I mean? Gosh! Wow. That takes me back. Wow. Andrew, this person gave it a 6.5 out of 10. They said, a puzzly little quickie for two. Andrew, is this guy talking about my mornings after staying over at my girl's girlfriend's house? Hello. You know, <laughs> Hello. Um, heyo, Andrew. This person gave it a 7 out of 10. They said, interesting worker placement. Pretty targy like but not as good. Looks oh. a bit meh, too. Look, oh. uh, so he, said, he, he went on, looks a bit meh, too. Not that Targi's a looker, but still. Okay, don't drag Targi in the dirt in your review. You know what I mean? In your review of this game. Not that yeah. Targi's a looker. Hey, all right. Stay on, stay on you know, on Stay on Targi. Stay on Targi. Yeah. Stay on Targi. Stay on Targi. <laughs> uh, the, um, wow. I, yeah, well, stay, I was going to say Targi. the same thing. Stay off Targi. Stop they were talking saying... badly about it. They were saying that this one does not have bling status, but the other one, yeah. but Targi, but Targi, also does not have blink status, I guess. I was about to say. That's, I guess that's essentially what they're saying. Yeah, yeah mm-hmm, right. If you were. 
breaking it. Thanks for breaking it down into things that I understand, uh, you know, yeah. terminology I understand there. there Andrew, this person gave it a seven out of 10. They said, very quick and pretty simple, fun, building the pyramids. Okay, Andrew, I don't know who this person is, but I can tell you who they're not, Andrew. And that is one of the slaves who built the pyramids because <laughs> I don't think they would say that building pyramids was <laughs> either simple or f- nor fun. You know what I mean? So. <laughs> no, um, no, it doesn't, doesn't seem very fun doesn't seem very fun to me i love I'm people who glad are just... that i you know am just some guy in new jersey and not one of the slaves who has to build the pyramid you know what i mean i i love uh when people well I, something gives me the feeling we're going to talk about this later in the show but i love people who are like there's no way that they could have built those pyramids back then with their technology <laughs> it's like it's like yeah well yeah. <laughs> when well. you when you have an army of uh people who yeah. are forced when you to... force forced labor <laughs> yeah when you force people to build right exactly you know it's, it's um, not that okay it, andrew here's it? the here's the very last one andrew okay. and this one is also a seven out of ten and the review is um the initials fr uh colon welch's fruit snacks that's right andrew does oh. this sound specific to you this is in fact <laughs> We got a Fisher Evans review, Andrew. Okay, play the. We need the Fisher Evans <laughs> theme the, song. Yeah, play, yeah. I think you play, did that play last the Fisher time. Fisher Evans theme song here. Fisher Evans. Because um, Fisher Evans has reviewed Imhotep the okay. Duel. Um, All right. And you'll remember Fisher Evans, of course, being the uh, reviewer who has come up on uh, other episodes and uh, who. You know, in the review is simply a comparison of the game to a food or drink product. Yes, um, I love it. That they that they, you know, desire similarly. I guess that they, um, that they have the same <laughs> you know a, opinion of as they do the game basically. So this is a seven out of ten. They said Welch's fruit snack. Um, so I think uh-huh. he must really like Welch's fruit snacks, but maybe it's just not his favorite thing. You know what I mean? So seven. Okay, is it Welch's fruit snack? I I love Welch's fruit snack. I think they're pretty good. Me too. Um, yeah. Wow. Why is this one? You know, I wish we could just. I wish we could ask Fisher Evans what I know they were thinking about this because uh, I just I don't. Well, Andrew. The I yep. got some good news for you because yeah. later this episode we are gonna get a chance to ask Mr. Evans because what? we got him for the show, Andrew. But listen, I don't uh, listen. Before we get to that, we got some other business to attend to, including the knock at your door, Andrew. Go ahead and oh. answer that because I think I know who that is. I sure hope it's Fisher Evans. Oh, it's just <laughs> Doctor. You wish. It's Doctor Fraser Crane. <laughs> Dr. Fraser Crane. Yeah, sorry, Dr. Fraser Crane. We are expecting someone else. So, But, no, it's good to see you as well. Uh, go ahead, sit down, and help us count down the top ten phrases that you'll hear someone say while playing this game. Number ten. Emotep. 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 Number nine. I'm going to shove all these bodies together when I bury them. In the game, I mean. Number eight. Yeah, sorry, I can't unload that boat right now. Supply chain issues. Number seven. I'm going to erect this thing so long and straight. In the game, I mean. Number six. Real fans know that their B-side was actually some of their best work. Number five. I'm thinking of adding two people to this to make this a threesome. In the game, I mean. Number four. Just call me Laura Croft because my 
polygon count is low, I guess. Number three. Get ready for me to unload. In the game, I mean. Number two. Oh, this is really uh, turning into a real obelisk measuring contest. Number one. I'm thinking about making sweet love to you. In the game, I mean. Hey, everybody listening out there in podcast land. Uh, We're going to take a little quick commercial break here in the middle of our show to give you a commercial about us. Um, And I'm talking about Patreon. Now, what's Patreon? (laughs) Patreon is a place where you can go to be part of our Two Can Play That Game podcast community and also, you know, give us a little donation to say, hey, thanks for the podcast and keep up the good work, that kind of thing. Um, But Yeah, that's right. You know, as a reward for signing up, we give you all kinds of great bonus content and all kinds of other fun stuff. It's so much stuff, Pete, that I can't even keep track of it. It's all. It's just like so wow, much wow. crazy stuff. And you know what? I just want to real quick apologize and say Andrew didn't mean it when he gave it that real cocky laugh when he said, what's Patreon? <laughs> you know what I mean? He wasn't really <laughs> laughing at you uh, because we do love you out there. And and to prove it to you, if you join our Patreon, we love you so much. We're going to give you all sorts of stuff. Andrew, let's go ahead and rapid fire these levels for you, baby. The very first level, it only costs $2 a month. Come on, that's less than a cup of coffee once a month. Are you kidding me? You know, you're going to get all sorts of monthly bonus Patreon-only episodes. You're going to get private streams of us that you can look at. You're going to get access to our Discord. You're going to get entries into our grand prize pulling to be a guest. If you got the next level up, you can become a Candyland Duel playtester. That's right. We created the board game Candyland Duel, and we want you to playtest it. And you're going to also game. get more entries. It's a real game. And you're also going to get more entries. You're also going to get everything from that uh, first level. Uh, you got the next level. You're getting pogs. We send you pogs that are based on episodes, inside jokes, etc. We we crank out six new pogs every month and send them to you. We mail them to you. In the mail. Um, real pogs. In the mail. Support the USPS. DeJoy can take a hike. Uh, and then, of course, you get everything else that came before it for free. Now, Andrew, if you want to go to the $69 level, well, that's just funny. That's a funny number. We all love that number, and that means for that kind of money, you get to play one free monthly game night with us, you know, uh, every month. Plus, you get so many more entries in the old uh, contest bowling, and you get everything else that came before it. And heck, it's that's such a funny idea. Why don't we do it again, Andrew? There's a $420 level. That's the other funny number. Wow. And, uh, you know, you get the kind of the same thing as the 69 level. You know what I mean? Uh, but uh, but if you're just too slow, you got to choose that one. Because each of those levels, there can only be one person who does it. Speaking of, there can only be one person who does it. The top of the level, the top tier, is $3,000 a month, Andrew. You're crazy that's it. to do it. But I know, I know. Yeah, that's it. That's it. That's, that's only the cost of, you know, uh, a thousand coffees. You know what I mean? Um, <laughs> Andrew... Uh, I know y'all be drinking a thousand coffees in a month. Uh, th- this is the one where you are officially, canonically, our third friend. It changes the entire podcast. You know, well, uh, that's that's the level where we basically change the whole show to to include you. You know, so uh, plus obviously you get everything else that came before it. It's insane. All this value, I mean value with a capital V, Andrew, can be yours. You know, from the uh, from two dollars all the way up to three thousand dollars. Come on. Who loves you, baby? That sounds great. I want to sign up. Where can I sign up, Pete? Patreon.com. That's P-A-T-R-E-O-N.com. Slash two can play that game podcast. All right. That's great. But uh, we got to get back to the show now. Okay. (laughs) 
love break. Oh, I thought it was Fisher Evans break, but it's just love break. Okay, here we go. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah, you keep jumping the gun, Andrew. <laughs> uh, no, we get we of course, Andrew. We got to break down uh, our next turn. Keep in jumping our the love gun. Ongoing, <laughs> ongoing game. Love gun. Uh, fog, fog of love. Love gun. Baby, love gun. Oh, love. No, that's, Wait, we've done that before too. That's probably, love right? shack. I'm talking about the uh, song by Kiss, "Love Gun." You know, my love. Oh, gun. sure. That goes. It goes, love gun, baby, love, love gun. gun. Yeah, that's right. Like, <laughs> by, by the by it the goes, Kiss Fifty uh, Twos. It goes. I want a love gun all night. <laughs> oh boy, and love gun every day. Um, Andrew, our ongoing game of Fog of Love, we got to take our next turn, okay? So, oh, okay, all right. It's your turn. you got to yeah. play a scene into Chapter 2 of our relationship here. Okay. Um, I am. Uh, I have a card here that I am going to fire out of my love gun and, and place on the board. Oh, my. Here In the is. game, I mean. In the Andrew, game, I mean. Uh, um, <laughs> uh, okay, look at this. Yes. Small World, it's called. Titled Small World. It's a, it is a small world, after all, you know? <clears throat> That's what they said. Oh, um, yeah. yeah. It says, this is my ex. We... Dot, dot, dot. Oh, you know each other? Right. So, uh, Pete, okay. you and I, we are out and about. Um, I guess we, we just finished yep. up our, our private dinner from last week at uh, Jimmy John's. Remember oh, we, yeah. We rented out mm-hmm. the Jimmy John's. We got a little argument. Yep. Um, yep. And we are yep. walking oh, home. Remember walking home from our local uh jimmy john's which is um seven right. miles mm-hmm. seven miles shop, away but we, shop local we walk because we both lost our driver's license recently we don't that's not part of the sure you know it wasn't yeah. part of the yep. game yep. but uh mm-hmm. right 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 it's right, just right. it's just mm-hmm. canon because i just said it right now anyway um yep. we bump into my ex and turns out that you also know my ex so wow. uh and how do i know little, them so i gotta awkward. choose huh a little awkward yeah wow. um, okay so I could I could choose option A. We went to the same chess club in school. What a coincidence! We could choose B. We were in the same sports team and got kicked out because we both slacked off too much. Uh, we lost touch after that. That that one, by the way, gives you a decrease in gives me a decrease in uh, discipline. The first one gives you a decrease. Yeah, this is a partner like, choose. A, a so piece extra. We don't version. have to match. Yeah. We don't have to match on this one. It's just. Mm-hmm. Right, I just I just choose. Uh, option C, that's my X2. Guess our tastes are similar. That's an increase in curiosity. And then <laughs> uh, option D is, uh, that's that jerk from last week. How were you ever attracted to them? Which is a decrease in gentleness uh, for me. And the chooser and the, and the other person both get a decrease in their satisfaction, in their, in their hearts. Interesting. Um, and you have to swap in a destiny from one that you have discarded already. So that's a bad that's one. That's a pretty steep penalty. Yeah. Okay. So, Andrew, I'm going to go ahead and lock in choice C. That's my X2. Yes, our tastes <laughs> are similar. Andrew. Wow. So, what, hey, a, listen, what a scene you know? as we, we see my X on the street. By what way, a scene. Uh, Your yeah. X. That's my X. You know what I mean? Right, right. Right. Um,. Hmm. My ex, uh, by the way, is wearing novelty glasses with like a like a uh, mm-hmm. mustache, you know, Groucho um, yeah. mm-hmm. novelty glasses. Yeah. And uh, right, well, my ex as well wearing yes, novelty glasses. right, our ex, I should say, mm-hmm. our ex, yeah, our ex, you should say, yeah. 
Yeah. Yep. 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 I just wanted to throw well, that Andrew, detail in for realism. I'd love to. Yeah, I like that. That's canon now too. So. Um, so go ahead and like add the, eight. Uh, extended extended universe. You know what I mean? The uh, well, that's in the love extended universe. Here. Yeah, you have to read one of the novels to really get that because they explain that all. De- the... There's going to be somebody out there who's like, my favorite character actually in that was the X that wore the uh, you know novelty glasses Grou- or Groucho Marx glasses. They would... Yeah. <laughs> and somebody and somebody being like, they're not even canon. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> anyway, that's just legends now. Fighting. Um, that's just larger now. So you're gonna put a token on what? Curiosity for that one? Yeah, up. Yeah, it's a it's a positive on mm, curiosity there. Yeah. Curious. So which we which we have we got a lot on right now. We're doing yeah. we're doing pretty good between the two of us on that one. Um, in terms of like having a positive on that. All right. Well, Andrew, I'd love to keep going, but we just can't. We just can't, Andrew. We gotta Aww. get back to the show. Okay. Yeah. Sorry. Mm-hmm. Um, in fact, Andrew, I know you might be a little bit bummed about that, but this will probably cheer you up because it's okay. time for an acquaintance call in. Acquaintance call in. Okay, everybody, boy, uh, are we excited about this? We got another acquaintance call in time, and I think you all know. Uh, it's, it's an exciting time here on the show. It's, it's that time of the show where, you know, a lot of shows would have a guest on and refer to them as a friend of the show. But of course, for us, that's just disingenuous. So, uh, we just have an acquaintance, just someone that we know. So Pete, who is our acquaintance today? Well, Andrew, so our acquaintance today happens to be a lead software engineer and a board game enthusiast. And it also happens to be Fisher Evans. Fisher Evans! (laughs) Can you believe it? Um, If you would, our eagle-eared listeners might uh, know this name. Uh, This is a, a, you know, a man who we found on the uh, Board Game Geek um, website on our ratings as we were looking through to find reviews of games. Uh, and we stumbled upon a system of rating games that is all based on food products and drinks um, that, uh, that, this, that, that Fisher Evans uses to compare games to. And ever since we've been hypnotized with the system. So we wanted to bring him on and talk to him today. Fisher, thanks for joining us on the show. Yeah, thanks for having me. It's uh, been a pleasure to be invited. Hey, awesome. Uh, Fisher, you're based out of Vermont, right? Yep, up in the snowy northeast right now. Ooh, are you guys getting snow right now? Uh, no, we had like a or... good six inches over the weekend, but we're oh getting warmer these gosh. days. Oh, um, by the gosh. way, we're recording this in the past, so I'm not sure there's still snow there at, at the time that uh, people well, are hearing this, but maybe, uh, well, no, we'll uh, you know, global warming is a crazy thing. Andrew. Yes. So we might be getting snow for the rest of our life on certain days, um, but global I digress. Snow. I digress. Um, so Fisher, now we wanted to have you on specifically on the Imhotep the Duel episode, which is this one, um, because we this is one game that we are covering that also you have reviewed specifically, Fisher. I don't know if you remember, you gave this game a seven out of 10 and your food rating, your FR um, was Welch's Fruit Snacks. Do you remember that? You know, I don't remember that. I did look mm-hmm. it up, though. Um, and mm-hmm. I also think the date on that is like at least eight months ago, maybe nine mm-hmm. months ago <laughs> mm-hmm. at this mm-hmm. point. A whole different part of your life. Exactly. Yeah, yeah, exactly. yeah. yeah. Um, and obviously you like Welch's Fruit Snacks because it's a seven out of ten. That's not a bad score at all. Um, yeah, so would you, pretty good. Would you say you're a fan of Welch's Fruit Snacks? I would say I am a fan of Welch's Fruit Snacks, but the same amount as uh, I am a fan of Emotep the Duel. There you go. 
See, yeah. and that's why your system works great, in my opinion. I was, I, we were talking before, you know, we hit the old record button about the fact that, like, oftentimes the um, review on this section is where I find people who just do zany and, you know, insane stuff, and we, and we bring it up. Um, and when we first saw your food ratings, we were like, well, this seems zany and insane. But then when we looked into it, I, I suddenly, I, I was like, oh, this is actually a very useful system. This is a, this is almost ingenious because. When you look back on your rating, um, you don't have to read through three paragraphs to figure out if you like the game. You can just remember, do I like this food? And how much do I like this food or drink? And that's how much I like this game, which I think is I think it's just so clever. Yeah, um, and I, I, I really enjoyed it. And honestly, um, yeah, beyond just like, do I like this food? A lot of it's situational, right? Like, you don't always want mm. Welch's fruit snacks or I couldn't eat Welch's fruit snacks for an entire meal. Right. Right. Um, there but go. there's some food. There you go. So like, there's a whole lot of context you can get stuffed in the one little food item. Mm -hmm. <laughs> so, yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, and I saw that you had things like Jaipur had like um, chocolate golden coin kind of thing. So you were yeah. leaning into the, you know, the coins. Um, so a lot of it is situational like that. You were saying some things are like sour because it kind of makes you suck your face in, you know, that kind of thing. Or exactly. Spicy. Mm hmm. Um, it was actually, so it came from my, my wife and I over when COVID hit 2020, um, we had a, originally before we had lockdown, a New Year's resolution to play through all our board games because we had a large wow. wall of shame of games we hadn't played. Yes. Um, yes. And so we wanted to play at least every game once. And in doing so, we're like, this is a good opportunity to, to rate them. And like that first we started with like a number system, but it was just kind of boring and flat. Um, mm -hmm. And we're getting really like competitive like no this isn't a four because this is a four and i think this is better and then we're like all right we'll do decimal points and all that we're like no you know what we're getting way too objective about something that you know changes on a whim and so we as yep. for fun of it, we're like uh we i think we're eating snacks at the time trying to come up with the snacks we were and uh, we were just relating um whatever i can't remember what game we're playing when we came up with it but we're relating like i'm gonna call this you know lays barbecue chips and like, what do we do that for everything now <laughs> so that's where it came mm -hmm. from and then uh mm -hmm. throughout that year we kept doing it and now every time we uh add a game to the collection we play it and give it a food rating and uh, we go back through and update it sometimes but yeah well it's funny that you bring up lays barbecue chips fisher uh <laughs> as i stroke my chin because that was the one thing i wanted to, i think i found the one you're referencing because king domino your food rating is lays kettle cooked barbecue chips however your wife's rating was ruffles barbecue chips wow immediately a split here so i have to address this fisher do uh listen i'm wife... glad you brought this up because this is a major <laughs> you... issue yeah, do you disagree with your wife on the ideal I, barbecue chip? I disagree because they don't exist. Um, when she rated this, we oh. spent 20 minutes on Google. Um, I think it's like a Berenstein Bears kind of thing because uh, yeah. I couldn't find barbecue ruffle chips anywhere. That's um, a good point. Yeah, but mm. she does like the ruffles more like sour cream and cheddar. I think those are yeah. her like, favorite ruffles chips. So I think she's okay. leaning into, she likes the ruffles like form factor mm -hmm. of the potato chip. Mm -hmm. So I think that's mm -hmm. in her book, a better rating than the Lay's. But again- yes. I think it might be a pretty similar rating because for me, mm -hmm. <laughs> I think is kettle cooked are my favorite form factor of potato yeah. chips. Yeah. And yours exists is the bottom. Yes. <laughs> right. I see. I see. I see. That's, that's <laughs> the one to go with. Fisher Evans. And, I, yeah. I, oh, go ahead. Oh, no, no, no. Please. Okay. I was going to say, well, Pete's been hogging all the, all the Fisher Evans attention here. I feel like oh, I, yeah. I, uh, I just wanted to get in here real quick and just say, Fisher, I am a, I'm a huge fan. You know, we have had, <laughs> we, we have had some pretty big guests, you know, on the show in the board game world and the podcast world, whatever, but I don't think I've ever been more excited for a guest than Fisher Evans on the show. Um, just, just because yeah. of your work here on board game geek and, uh, <clears throat> you know, uh, 
I, I was looking at something here. I'm looking, I'm going through the list here and I noticed you've played lots of different variations on the game of life. Um, and <laughs> yeah. one is game of life, a Jedi's path, which I assume is uh, star Wars theme. It sounds pretty great. You rated that one candy necklace. Um, and then game of life adventure card game. That one's veggie straws. So that one seems like mm. it's maybe a little bit more, I don't know, uh, healthy in a way uh, than candy necklace. Um, mm -hmm. But then game of life Simpsons edition is just the ham from a Lunchable. So not, <laughs> not even the full Lunchable. I just, I can't quite tell what the different, what was the, uh, did you, do you ever like compare and be like, all right, well, this is kind of like the game of life Jedi's path, but, but it's more like ham, right? You know, how do you, how do you come about that? Well, it's a good question. Yeah. So yeah, it's hard because I would say all three of those games, very different. Like you look at Dominion. I think all yeah. my Dominion expansions are various different uh, cocktails or have you. Those oh, games yes, of life, I'd say the Jedi's path, not life at all. They have a whole like RPG system with stats and all this stuff. Uh, the oh. life game is like nothing to do with a game of life. It's like a card game where you're collecting points or what have you. And then the wow. Simpsons is like straight up life. Um, so oh, okay. I think game wise, they're totally different. The only thing they got in there is like the IP. Um, right. Yeah, so, yeah, yeah, yeah. Wow. And food-wise, those things are very different. So again, yeah, very different. I, you're batting. I would say, so yeah, I think the uh, mm -hmm. what was it? The candy, the candy necklace was candy the, necklace. Yeah, was that uh, Jedi, necklace? Jedi. Yeah, Jedi. Or not Jedi necklace. Yeah, the, the Jedi's <laughs> path. And that was one of those ones where like it's nostalgic, right? Everyone, uh -huh. everyone remembers those candy necklaces. You get them in the arcade for like 15 tickets or something, and yeah. you chew on them a couple times, and what you end up with like a soggy string around your neck. So uh -huh. it was fun yep. for about five minutes and then the candy's gone. And then you just kind of have this gross t-shirt necklace ring. <laughs> yeah. um, that was kind of the experience I had with that game, right? You had fun for a little yeah. bit and then it got fell flat and the nostalgia yep. wore out. Yeah. Whereas the ham from the Lunchables, right? Arguably the best part. I'm not a big fan of the cheese from the ham and cheese Lunchables. Uh, the rich mm -hmm. crackers need something to go okay. with it, but it needs more sure. than just the ham, right? You'd have a snack mm -hmm. of the ham, but there's a lot yeah. missing there. You, you really need to throw some more stuff in there to make that a complete snack. So yeah. I think I think it was lacking it in that regard. And uh, I would be uh, remiss if I didn't bring up the fact that you have two separate just the ham ratings because you also <laughs> I remember I remember there being one where it's like it's quality deli ham by itself or something like that. You like very very clearly you like there was like a qualifier where it was like not with anything else. You know what I mean? <laughs> I love it. I love well, it. Well, it's, so it's sometimes it's difficult to uh, think through. I try to have at least a different food rating for every game because you know every yes, game is different. Yep. It would be disingenuous mm -hmm. to create two of the same rating because they're not the there same thing. That's but uh, it can be difficult at times to come every, up with every game <laughs> what's the variation on this this riff, right? <laughs> now, speaking of Lunchables, Fisher, you uh, mentioned Lunchables again with Agricola and you say that it is fancy Lunchables. So we just kind of wanted to verify what, what do you yeah. consider fancy Lunchables? What is the fanciest Lunchable in your opinion? That's, yeah. That, yeah. So really this is, I don't know the name of the brand. I just know that if you go to the Lunchable section at your grocery store, at least my grocery store, you've got the Lunchables and then you go 20 feet to the left and they've got the adult Lunchables. They've got like right. the bruschetta and the, the mozzarella and like the crustini crackers, right? That's yes. Agricola. Yes, I that, see. It. That's like a pulling, Exactly, um, it's like a mini pre-packed charcuterie, and it's mm -hmm. pulling out all the nostalgia of making a little ham sandwich, like divider as lunchables, basically. Exactly, it's got a pull tap. You got maybe some sweets in, like a little piece of chocolate. But you're hitting all the same nostalgia factors. You're making a little ham and cheese sandwiches, but you're being fancy about it, and uh, you feel better about it. You don't feel like you're eating mm -hmm. a lunchable at the end of it. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. That's wow. a curricula. That's that's it. That is. I mean, that's a curricula. Yeah. 
Yeah, I feel like why waste like hours and hours talking about Agricola on a podcast when you can just simply say fancy Lunchables and job done? <laughs> well, yeah. so Agricola, right? So let's, let's talk about some of the origins here. It's because it's all, it's a really simple game, like at the core of it. It's super complex, mm-hmm. like playing it well, but right. you're layering it up, right? You're making a sandwich. Like, oh, do I'm going to do cheese first or ham first? Or am I going to do double ham on this one? Or what if I, you know, make this little ham roll up? You've got all these ingredients, you can piece them together. Uh, and it's not so much a snack as it is a whole experience of like coming up with like, how am I going to eat this food? And so that's, you know, that kind of an engine building agricola type game. Like that's, that's where that rating comes from. Plus I love yeah. it. Genius. Genius. Yeah. Same here. Yeah. Uh, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, Fisher. Now uh, I, I got to get into the nitty gritty here with you. Um, <laughs> I saw, well, speaking of Lunchables again, you must really be into Lunchables because I see another ham and cheese Lunchable is Harry Potter colon house cup competition okay that was a six out of ten so mm-hmm, uh, mm-hmm. ham and cheese so that one's just more than more than just the ham that's the ham and cheese i guess um now uh looking at another harry potter title harry potter hogwarts battle that one is baby spinach so not adult spinach we're talking just baby spinach right for that one that sounds pretty healthy now the real big elephant in the room here is Pete and I have covered this next game, uh, Harry Potter and the Sorcerer's Stone Quidditch card game from the year 2000. <laughs> uh, and you rated that one stale oyster crackers. I feel like that's a pretty fair rating, I'd say. Um, Pete and I famously, that game barely even works as a game, I think. But um, tell us your thoughts about Harry Potter and the Sorcerer's Stone Quidditch card game, stale oyster crackers. What was going through your head there? Well, I think we all, I think that was a game we all pulled out, uh, some, you know, backstage, uh, during drama, uh, in sophomore year of high school. And you enjoyed it then because you were a Harry Potter fan, you know, what board games were. So you pull it out of the closet, right. And you see it and you're like, Ooh, a bag of oyster crackers. I can pop a few of those and they're delicious. And you get it in your mouth and it's immediately like, eh, I don't, these are stale and not quite what I remember. Right. That's mm-hmm. Harry Potter Quidditch cup. So <laughs> Yeah, 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 yeah. Very wow. good point. Very good point. Mm-hmm. It, did, mm-hmm. it didn't age well. Yes. No, yeah. no, it does mm-hmm. not age as well as you'd want it to. That's another yeah, one like yeah, yeah. Um, Pete and I covered uh, Crossfire. Do you remember that game, Fisher? I don't, know how I don't remember. I don't think I've played it. No, you must play it different. That was a, it was a commercial in the 90s for Crossfire. Yeah, it's like a shooting game. We'll get caught up in the shooting okay little, now uh, you've, you've triggered some kind of weird memory i don't know maybe mm-hmm. you were in the cia because that is definitely... <laughs> yeah yeah this is a, a manchurian candidate type yeah <laughs> moment this uh, is like I a, think that's yeah. where you call it lunchables a lot i think there are a couple of, like there are a lot of ratings where they're subpar games and i there my brain always comes back to those things i liked as a kid like mm-hmm. sunny beer lunchables like candy necklace right like i like those and i want to think i want to enjoy those again but every time i pull mm-hmm. out it's like nope not for me yeah so, yep 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 that makes um, okay now, now i'm seeing into it that's actually good insight because i'm like why is this guy so obsessed with lunchables but that that makes sense it's like games that you think are going to be good and then you're like oh wait it's not as good as i remember yeah it's that's, not that it's not that uh current fisher is so much about lunchables it's that the young fisher mm-hmm. always yeah. wanted lunchables and can never have them right so that's <laughs> yeah that's true yeah ain't that the truth um now staying on the the stale uh theme here your worst rating that you have in your uh, currently on your profile is for oh, Hi Ho okay. Cher- Cherio. Yeah, with a two out of ten. Um, and your food rating is an individual stale Rice Krispie. Um, <laughs> have you had that before? Have you ever pulled out one Rice Krispie? bitten into uh, it and it was stale? I think we all have. I think you have the question mm. of like, man, this has been in the cupboard for a long time. You don't pour a bowl of it and have a have a whole bowl of cereal, right? You right. try one out. 
you know, it's probably more like one cheese, <laughs> one potato. But yeah, I've had, I'm sure I've had at one point, I've taken out one Rice Krispie and been like, I don't need a bowl of this. Um, mm-hmm. And I don't ever need Hi-Ho Cherio again because yep. that was just trash. That was trash. Right. Yeah. Exactly. Exactly. Which is where <laughs> you would throw a stale box of Rice Krispies. Right. Yeah, the whole rest it. of the box. Yeah. I love it. I love it. Um, and also uh, something that we reference often as as trash on this show, Candyland, um, was a three out of ten that you gave that. And you gave that Necco wafers, which I would assume you think oh, is trash. Wow. Interesting. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, however, your wife gave it hot dog in a bun. So what? does your so your wife must hate the hot dogs in a bun. No, you know, she loves uh, I don't think she loves hot dogs, but she likes them oh. more than I like Necco wafers. Uh, again, that's one of those nostalgia ones, right? We, we played mm-hmm. that as a kid. We have some weird emotional tie to that and our level of consumerism yeah. of like shiny colors and cards mm-hmm. that we get to win um, mm-hmm. without realizing mm-hmm. that it has nothing to do with our own skill and strategy. So there's something something green in our brains there. Uh, I don't yep. hate Necco wafers. Uh, oh, good point. I don't. I don't find them to be great. I would never purchase them. But if I were to find them in a bowl of Halloween candy around that time of year, mm-hmm. I might take them and experience them uh, simply for nostalgia's sake, I guess, at that point. Yeah. So, I, yeah, yeah, I don't think I don't think it deserves a hot dog and a bun rating. That's a little too high for me. I don't think Candyland <laughs> gets yeah, that. But I respect hot. I respect my yeah. wife's opinion and she is welcome to have that around respect, Candyland. Because... Yes. <laughs> Exactly, exactly, exactly. <laughs> uh, Pete, Pete and I have gone over a few of your games uh, in the past. So if people back there want to go listen to these old episodes, in case you haven't heard them, we, we've talked about a few of these. I just want to get a little bit of insight into uh, one of them that came up recently. Uh, the game of Othello, you know, the classic mm-hmm. game of uh, of uh, tile flipping, coin flipping, I guess. Reversi, uh, a.k.a. Yeah, Othello. Mm-hmm. You gave that one a 6 out of 10, and you rated it Diet Coke. Um, mm-hmm. So what are your mm-hmm. thoughts on, on Diet Coke? Yeah, immediately I'm wondering why it wasn't like Oreos or something. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, right, like thematic, <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. I think, yeah, thematically, that's all I can think of. The, I guess I can, I, let me think, Diet Coke. They're, Diet Coke, I think, is inferior to something like Coke Zero. I also okay. think it's inferior to diet Pepsi. So I think that there are mm-hmm. other there are other diet soda options out there that are better. But you know mm-hmm. what it still is? Like on a hot summer day, it's like crisp and refreshing. Like you're on the line of the gas station. It's the only option there. You know what? That sounds great. I want to have I want to have that. And I don't you know, I don't mm-hmm. want to buy a six pack. I don't need to play that game six mm-hmm. days a week. Right. Uh, right. But I'll, I'll have right. one. It'll be it'll be refreshing and crisp and I'll have a good time with it. And then I'll be yeah. Done. And there are better black and white stone placement grid games. You know what I mean? It's like Go is, yeah. is terrific and like even Go Moku or Pinte and stuff like that. So I see how there's like variety and it's like, well, this might be kind of like the inferior of all those. You know what I mean? Right, exactly. Yeah. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. yeah. Genius. Yeah. Yet again, genius. Oh, um, now, <laughs> unbelievable. Fisher, there, uh, I mentioned that your lowest score was a two out of 10. So you don't have any ones. You know, you have I've reserved I've you know, reserved the one and the ten. I think I don't think I've ever done the extreme. I, I was just gonna say you also don't have a ten. Your highest yeah. score is nine. So I we gotta know, Fisher. Is there? Can you give us a peek behind the curtain? Is what would be a ten food or drink, or what would be a one food or drink? You know, that's a good question. I don't know. I think I'd like yeah. to think I would have a one and a ten at some point in my life. Mm-hmm. But every mm-hmm. time I consider it, I think is it's too early. Like, am I gonna peak now? Am I never going to yep. have a better gaming experience? Mm-hmm. Uh, in the same way, am I, am I ever going to have a worse experience playing a game? Mm-hmm. Um, I would have to like literally be, I think, probably caught on fire while playing a game to rate it a 1 out of 10. <laughs> yep. Um, yep. I don't yep. think anything else deserves that. 
unless mm-hmm. I'm like physically harmed. And well, 10 mm-hmm. out of 10, like, I think I need to wake up in a coma after starting the game, having just blacked out and just know that I had the best experience of my life and I'll never be able <laughs> yes. to achieve that again. Right. Yes. Yeah. So maybe, yes, maybe yes. it's unrealistic and I should have more tens and I should just spread out my, my, my ratings, but I like to aspire to having those goals in life. Yeah. And maybe someday yeah. I'll have that euphoric 10 out of 10 experience mm-hmm. on board game geek. And who <laughs> knows what the food's going to be? Because again, like, I don't know if I can rate a 10 out of 10 food. Uh, yeah. I like a lot of foods and yeah. I don't think there's, there's one so that much... stands above everyone. Yeah. There's still so much life left for you to find a 10 out of 10 food too. So right. Yeah. You're just, you're just putting walls around you, right? You're limiting your experiences. Mm -hmm. If you write a 10 or a one. (laughs) Yep. Yeah. I should have expected an answer like that. What a a well thought out answer. I like that. I like that. So Fisher, before we wrap up, I just kind of want to ask you reflecting upon your time with this rating system on your vast catalog. This is just, it's like, it's like an artist looking back on their, discography mm-hmm. you know it's like yeah wow, mm-hmm. all, great all your life's work here you know right. what i mean and, and i know that you i know that you've said before that you encourage other people to pick up this rating system give it a try i uh which andrew and i need to do um actually andrew that's a good that would be a good bonus episode if we go back and do a fisher evans <gasps> fisher mm-hmm. evans bonus awesome. episode oh, of all the ones we've done so far i'm just saying anyway um but that uh, just came to me um but uh, but with your time with the system and the fact that you want others to pick it up, are, is there any advice? Is there any um, wisdom gained from your time with the system that you'd like to impart? Yeah, I mean, yeah, I, I've had such a good experience adopting it into my practices of playing board games because I think it's really mm-hmm. helped me like appreciate aspects of the board games I ever otherwise wouldn't think about. So in a in which up the duel, right? Welch's fruit snacks trying to think through like what food relates to this? Like, what do I like about this that I can mm-hmm. tie into something else in my life? Like food, you may pick your own rating, call it cars, whatever your interests are. But having to think through like, oh, you know, I really like that. I can just like every turn, just to, like I can pop on my mouth. It takes two seconds mm-hmm. and yep. I'll come back to the next bite in, in a second. And, you know, the length of like, you know, one bag of fruit snacks is good, a whole box of it. I'm not gonna spend all day playing and up the duel, but what, mm-hmm. what parts of the game do I like? And how does it relate to, or what parts don't I like? And how does it relate to something else? So I think it really helps me be a bit more reflective about like, why did I enjoy that experience? Like I came out of this, like feeling good. Yep. Why, why am I feeling good to come out of playing that game? Or why am I feeling like I'm frustrated or, you know, angry at this game? Like what part of it is, you know, what relates there? So I, I think it really helps coming out of playing a board game, understanding myself as to like why I liked it and like what other parts of the game I might like or other games I might like related to it. Uh, I'd mm-hmm. also say wisdom wise, uh, I have definitely played a game and come back a week later with a food rating that's popped in my head. Trying to come up with some of these food ratings is a, a little difficult and we'll put them on pause and we'll come back to them later. And we've yep. also come back and change them. Like some of these ratings we talked about this episode, uh, I have no idea why I rated them. I can come up with reasons. <laughs> and again, that's one of the things you come back and you look six months ago and you're like, why did I like, why, why did I rate this Diet Coke? Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, I can remember. I can come up with some reasons. I like that game for the, you know, X, Y, or Z. So it does, yeah. it helps you re, re, refocus on coming back to an old game that you haven't played in a long time as to what I like this yep. again, like what I want to pick this up and feel yep. free to change them. You play a game again and your perspectives change or, you know, you just got yourself tired out of, lays kettle cooked chips and maybe you're going to the, the wavy route who knows but yep change them mm-hmm. think about them again you know this whole wow. thing has come in kind of tongue-in-cheek but actually with that i think i'm actually now understanding this is actually a pretty good way to do it it doesn't have to be food necessarily it could be whatever you're into out there but like it's a good way it's it's actually honestly better than giving it a number like pete and i always do absolutely <laughs> yeah it's pretty good 
yeah, I do yeah, think yeah. Uh, you got to be consistent with your theme, though. I don't think you can have like food and then sports, right, uh, right. and then types of furniture, or Good you know, because uh, then you're like, mm-hmm. how does a, how does an IKEA bookshelf relate to mm-hmm. a right. Ford Focus? I have no idea. Right. But yeah, 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 yeah. Let's not get book. insane with this, people. Okay, let's not. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> There's rules to this. <laughs> uh, well, that's great, and I mean, honestly, if you're listening to this, you know, you're welcome. You know what I mean? Uh, yeah. you, should, you, should have, you should have to pay for that kind of <laughs> wisdom, but we're giving it to you for free. So. Now, now, Fisher, we uh, we honestly forgot, to, but we've we've um, we've talked a lot here. We've learned a lot. We've uh, gained a lot of wisdom here. But um, you you of all our guests here, you probably have the best chance of being our friend because of this great rating mm-hmm. system we have. But we just want to yeah. make sure that after talking to us, the great guys that we are, you you're not <laughs> you're not friends with us now, right? <laughs> Uh, yeah, actually, I was a little taken aback because you called this mm-hmm. a call-in segment. Yeah, yeah. Uh, mm-hmm. I didn't call in. You guys reached out to me. Like, I definitely did not <laughs> yeah. know you guys. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So, <laughs> so you know, to the, to all your listeners out there, uh, I don't know these people. Okay. Good. 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 <laughs> so, but well, maybe in the future we can, you know, maybe that maybe we can possibly, and I'll have to come in as a different segment because then we would be friends. But right. That's well, you know, we'll find out. I have to just start a whole new podcast, the Fisher Evans Show. <laughs> Honestly, I think you've got you're onto something here, and so I feel like even though uh, we're not friends, I feel like we all know you a lot better and your rating system after this. So thanks for coming on the show, Fisher. Yeah, well, thank you. And I guess uh, one final note is that maybe we can start a petition with Board Game Geek to add an official column for a food rating. Oh, yes. I love it. I love it. <laughs> yeah. Sounds great. Thank you guys. Thanks for having me on, everybody. Yeah. That's been Fisher Evans. Thanks, Fisher. Talk to you later. Bye. Have a good one. See you guys later. Okay, Pete. I know that um, absolutely nothing can top the just absolutely epic uh, interview that we just had with Fisher Evans. I mean, Uh, it's a real, real bucket list moment, Andrew. (laughs) Really is. I feel like. I feel like Morgan Freeman because that was a real (laughs) bucket list moment, right? Isn't it? That's right. Him and him and Jack. uh, Jack, uh, Shining, Jack the Shining. Uh, Jack, uh, Nick, Jack Nicholson. Nicholson. Yep. I was, Nicholson. I, 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 always, I was getting Kerouac, confused with the, and I was like the, the, the golfer Jack Nicholas, you know, but that's a different person. Oh yeah, sure, 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 sure. That was a real, that was a real wild hogs moment, Andrew, and also <laughs> a bucket list moment. Uh, but, uh, but we Buck have to hogs. kind of like turn our, you know, turn our, um, you know, star gaze what is it called star struck um you know what i mean or all struck off and continue on with the show there's more shows oh yeah it's more mundane show well you know i let's spice it up here with a okay. new a new segment that we like to call more than one way to skin a game there's more than one way to skin a game okay andrew it's time for more than one way to skin a game and that of course is the segment where we give a board game a new skin like a new theme or artistic right. direction that we think could work so, so first, andrew what are you thinking here for this one yes well first of all i dug a i'm in my basement right now i dug a big pit uh way down into the basement and i've got this game down in the pit and i'm lowering some lotion uh, in a basket down to it. Oh, okay. Um, okay. I was wondering where you were going with that. <laughs> right. So, uh, so we can I was get like, is he doing skin. a tombs thing or is he? No, going to get a, get a new skin on this game. Um, no, sorry. That's wow. a silence wow. of the lambs 
reference uh, starring Jack Nicholson and Morgan Freeman. <laughs> and Jack uh, Sparrow. Yeah. <clears throat> and Jack Sparrow and that other person. All right. Um, Jack no, Kerouac. So, mm-hmm. <laughs> um, yeah, we're going we're gonna to give it a new... On the road, Jack Kerouac on the road, more like in the pit and puts the lotion on. Know what I mean? Anyway, <laughs> right, sorry, okay. Andrew. Go ahead and tell me what you think, how you okay. think you want to retheme this. Uh, I'd love to, but Pete, you know what? I'm a gentleman, so uh, why don't you go first? Yeah. Wow, Andrew, this is this is classic line cutting. Yes, yeah, this is This is the perfect episode to do one of these maneuvers, Andrew. Which is to you were gonna go in a certain order, and then you changed it up on me. Wow, that's that is Imhotep the duel to a to a T. That's right. Uh, you know, props to you, kudos. I would say even Andrew to you um, on that one. More, okay, so here's what I'm thinking for my skin, Andrew. For, I was thinking, like, what do you wait in line for, you know, or whatever, or, like, oh. you know, you get something, you know what I mean? So I was thinking, you know, maybe, uh, may, honestly, maybe something like Storage Wars, like you do, like, an IP, like, where, like, a lot oh. of people are, like, vying for the same thing, you know what I mean, but only one person can get it kind of thing. So maybe something like oh, that, where that. people are lined up to get a storage, you know, um, so instead you know, of storage locker right. or whatever that they go for there you know what i mean right instead of boats you're you're in like a uh one of those like storage places where you have you can rent out the mm-hmm. different uh, garages or whatever I, I love that by the way exactly. in this segment we are exactly. assuming did we say this we are assuming that everything about the game stays the same except for like yes. the art and the theme so the, the mechanic has to right be exactly right the same. right so my question exactly. to you pete is what are you doing Uh-oh. after you get the stuff out of the storage lockers because in this one you're you're building pyramids and stuff what are you what are you doing with that uh-huh, scoring, uh-huh. scoring's gotta be the well same. you're of course building pyramids of uh, <laughs> stuff in your locker you're hoarding them of course you know what oh I mean? you're I would a hoarder assume. okay Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I I would assume most people once they get one of those storage lockers or whatever, they probably don't just turn around and sell it immediately. You know what I mean? Uh huh. Uh huh. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, so but maybe then the... also, Andrew. Yeah. Yeah. Go I ahead. was thinking the storage wars, and I was like, that might be kind of fun. But then I but then I had the idea. I was like, maybe like a Black Friday type thing where people are like there definitely like go. waiting in line to get something. And then you know what that led me to, Andrew? Yeah. I said, what if it was Jingle All the Way themed, Andrew? Remember that movie with uh, Arnold Schwarzenegger and Sinbad, um, Phil Hartman, and? and man, I should know the actress's name, but it's not Laura Linney. Man, I should know her name. But anyway, oh, I'm oh you didn't right now. Hold on. Um, vamp for me. Let's see. Okay, well, Jingle Pete, all the way. Pete didn't mention the star of that movie, uh, not Arnold Schwarzenegger or Sinbad. He forgot to mention Jake Lloyd is in that. Jake Lloyd! <laughs> Star Wars owned. Star Wars Jake Lloyd, the man who, uh, of before, course, Star Wars fans ruined. Yeah. Before his life got ruined, he was also in another mm-hmm. movie. Uh, uh, idolizing his mm-hmm, mm-hmm. his dad, Turbo Man, right? So yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Absolutely. Great movie. Um, and of course, uh, the actress Rita Wilson. Uh, oh, there actress. you go, Rita Wilson. Okay. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, also, Larry the Cable Guy in it. Just saying. Really? I about that. <laughs> Looking at the cast list right now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Wow. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Well, Andrew, um, because I don't, if you if you remember that movie or not, I'll just tell you right now. It is, of course, about Arnold Schwarzenegger. Um, being, uh, you know, not uh, getting the present for his son in in enough time. Um, And so he has to rush out like the day before Christmas and try to get it and just can't find it anywhere. And so he ends up waiting on a lot of lines 
and uh, and turning up with nothing. So I think that I think that kind of fits because then like you obviously you want the Turbo Man doll, which is what he's going for. But right. if somebody somebody if somebody like messes with your with the you know the the column or row that you're in, you might end up with uh, his sidekick Booster, which of course nobody wants. <laughs> Uh, right, as they I say in the movie, boo, boo, no, we don't want it. We don't want it, Sinbad says. We don't right. want Booster. You know what I mean? <laughs> There's plenty of Booster. You know what I mean? Right. Everybody has um, Booster. Yeah. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. But nobody has t- the Turbo Man doll that everybody wants. So maybe that's, right. you know. Oh, my um, gosh. This is genius. Yeah. I, I love yeah, this idea. Thank you. I, I don't, yeah. And it's got to be cheap. I mean, come on. It can't cost that yeah. much to get a uh, jingle all the way IP or whatever these days, you know? IP or whatever. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. A license, if you will, to use yeah. jingle all the way. Yeah, I would assume so. Uh, Andrew, tell me what you're thinking. Oh, okay. So um, here's what I'm thinking. So this this game involves boats, and they're coming up to the dock, right? And so I thought, well, let's kind of update. Let's make it a little more exciting. You know, I love Star Wars, that kind of thing. So I thought, hey, let's make it uh, spaceships coming up to a dock, right? Wow. And... Uh, so it's uh, spaceships coming up to a dock, and so it's all, like, space and, you know, alien-themed, right? Mm-hmm. Um, <clears throat> well, actually, uh, that's only half true, actually, because the rest of the game I'm going to leave exactly the same. That's right. I'm talking about <gasps> aliens vig- visiting ancient Egypt and telling them oh, how to build wow. pyramids. Wow, Andrew, I love it, I love it, I love yeah. it. So um, all, yeah, so all you have I to do is... I think that's... Yeah, you just have to, to change uh, the so you're offloading like futuristic technology or whatever. Yes, and that's allowing them to build their tombs, their pyramids, their obelisks. Oh, I love exactly, it. exactly. So uh, you wow. don't have to change too much, and I think it would honestly. I think it would make and, it even uh, more realistic than it is. So uh, there you yeah, go. Yeah, and of course this this you just need to buy the license for like a History Channel show or whatever. You know, right? So, that guy with that the tall that. hair. That's got to be somewhat cheap too. What yeah. is that guy's Ancient name? With tall hair. <laughs> Uh, I don't know the name. The name of the show, I think, is Ancient Aliens, but I don't know the uh, I don't know the, the guy's name. Let's look it up. Here we go. Ready? Ancient Ancient Aliens, aliens guy. His name is Guy Giorgio A. Sucalos. Sucalos. UFO. Ufologist is is a he's a writer and a ufologist. Wow, 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 wow. Yeah. Um, I gotta say, he looks pretty cool. Um, interesting. He's been called a hybrid of Carl Sagan and Indiana Jones. That's gotta be something <laughs> he came up with, but it is Come cool. Come on. Come it on. It is pretty cool. Um, yeah, I'm down with it, Andrew. Um, and you know what, Andrew? That, I feel like, it brings up a whole nother question on my part. Uh-huh. In right. fact, it brings up a whole nother segment. Uh, I'm talking extraterrestrials. Extraterrestrials. Wow, extraterrestrials. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we're, we are saying mm-hmm. that aliens have landed, which we know is true. They, they have landed yeah. and they are, they are insisting that we show them their, our Earth games. So are we going to show yeah. them this one? Why or why not? I'll say, I'll say, yeah. Pete, um, I will show them this game. Really? But but only if we show them the version that I just proposed in the last segment where we change it to uh, be HDL. Because, you know, if we don't, if we show them just this game as is, I'm not going to show it to them because they'll be like, hey, oh, you, you, you cut us out. Yeah, wh- right. where, where, is, where are we? This is revisionist history. Right, exactly. exactly. Our greatest achievements? Mm. Stand yeah, so be really careful because then I think they would just immediately blow us up if we... If we wrote them out of yeah, mm-hmm. right. 
They'd be like, oh, yeah, really? How? They'd be, they'd be like, how do you think these people did this back then without our help? <laughs> right? <laughs> yeah, they're just those guys. Um, <laughs> Andrew, I'm going to say They'd be like, no. the, ancient, the, the ancient aliens would be like, where's the bling factor on this one, you know? Just... <laughs> yeah, of course. Yes, absolutely. And and then we learned that that reviewer got that technology uh, of the uh, bling factor uh, scale from the well, honest... a- from aliens. Honestly, I don't know how that reviewer came up with the term bling factor on their yeah. own. It must have been aliens. So. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah, it's impossible actually that they came up with it on their own. Andrew, I'm gonna say no. I'm not gonna show it to the aliens, and here's why, Andrew. A slightly different yeah. reason. I feel like it makes us seem like we're rude and mean to each other, and like always fighting for resources and stuff. Uh, you know what I mean? Like cool. we're always cutting in front of each other, and like, no, I'm gonna get it. I'm gonna get. It. I'm no, it's mine. You know what I mean? Yeah. And I just, I don't, I don't want them seeing that. You know what I mean? I don't right. want them seeing our dirty laundry. Well, I want to put our best foot forward. You know what I mean? Yeah, right. This is kind of a problem though, Pete, because I. Honestly, if you don't want them to see that, uh, they probably shouldn't have come to the planet right. in the first place. Yeah, because... I was gonna say they're gonna see that <laughs> in one way or another. All you know, if they, unless they're covering their eyes, they're gonna see that at some point, probably within right. the first five seconds. You know what I mean? Right. Mm-hmm. So, I, I it'll be, yeah. they'll be like, show us your board games, and you'll be like, hey, you'll be like, well, what what are you gonna give us if we show you your board? And they'll be yeah, like, yeah, oh, exactly. No. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, let's get at it. Yeah. Okay. They're just like walk slowly back up onto the plane and just hit the destroy button. <laughs> yeah. Andrew, they certainly could do that if they wanted to. Um, just like two could play this game, but should they? Two could play this game. But should they? Man, Pete, that was an insanely good transition into this segment, which is the big Thank segment you. of the show. Yes, you're welcome. Um, wow. How sure are you the two people should play this game? We're going to give this game mm-hmm. a rating from zero mm-hmm. to 100%. What's the bling factor on Emotep yeah. the Duel? I'll tell you what, Andrew. Um, I'm going to say I'm 81% sure that two people should play this game, Andrew. Um, oh. Let me be clear. Let me let me be clear. Let me uh, be clear. I am not good at this game, Andrew, uh, but I like <laughs> it, and I want to be better at it. It actually kind of ins- – it's, it's good enough that it inspires me to try to be better at it, so oh. <laughs> I want to work at it, which is good. I don't think my mind works well with this thing of – I don't know, where, like, people can constantly – uh, like undermine your stuff and everything like that. Um, uh-huh. But uh, you know, I'll put more time. In it. You you basically whooped me all over the map on this one. Um, I think the mechanism is super clever. I think in this one, I like I like the undermining thing. I just am not good at it. But I, hey, hey, give me time. You know. Um, but I <laughs> I like how different that is. You know what I mean? Oh. Um, and I and honestly, I like that it is about directly sabotaging your opponent. You know what I mean? It's not trying to be sly about it. It's loud and proud about it. You know what I mean? It's not like a whole thing where it's like, oh, by the way, I kind of kind of screwed you over. It's like, I'm coming for you. You know what I mean? Like, uh, So I like that. Um, and uh, I love the different ways to score. Um, Phil Walker-Harding is so good at that. You know what I mean? If you've played Sushi Go, you know that that's what that game is all about, basically. And, and a lot of other Phil's games are like that, too. Um, he's so good at coming up with uh, ways to score and just having so much variety in that, which is great. 
Um, and I love the reversible scoring modules. You know what I mean? Uh, this kind of feeds into that that point as well. But it's just like that whole flipping the board over and there's a whole other way to score. Yeah. And being able to mix and match those. Man, talk about high replayability and, and, and variety and spice. So um, there's yeah, probably that's what I'm like thinking, 81%. Yeah, there's probably like... I don't know, hundreds of different combinations you can make with those things. I don't even know how many. I'd mm-hmm. have to be a mathematician mm-hmm. to figure it out, but there's yeah. a lot. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, yeah, exactly. I agree that that's probably my favorite part. Um, I just lost track of this on the leaderboard. There it is. Even tip the duel. I gave this one a 92% Ooh. on this. I really, really like this game. Um, honestly, because yeah. I'm just I'm just so super good at this game. Uh, that's why I love it so much. <laughs> Uh, I feel like I could win just I could win like every game in a game night of this of this game, you know. Mm-hmm. So um, mm-hmm. that's probably why. Mm-hmm. No, I'm just, mm-hmm. <laughs> I actually wasn't even gonna bring. <laughs> I was not gonna bring that up, but you you were <sighs> into that, so uh, yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. Um, and you said, uh, but you you give me time to get better. But uh, sorry, we're I love this game, but we're never playing again. Because... <laughs> sorry, we're moving on. No. <laughs> Oh, uh, now I gotta now I gotta play with other acquaintances who are actually very good at video, at uh, board games, and then I'm the I'll know. <laughs> um, no, Andrew, so Andrew, don't you know we play board games together because we're both bad at the. You know what I mean? uh, that's right. That's right. Don't uh, don't don't doom me to playing board games with other people who are good at them. I just love games like this where it's uh, like I said, it's it's kind of similar to um, Targi in the fact that. I don't know. I just I really like that game. I really like this game uh, because there's a lot of uh, room to pivot. I feel like even though you are directly getting in the way of each other, which I don't usually like, um, mm-hmm. there's still plenty of. You could be like, well, okay, I'll just I'll take that piece anyway. At least it's but worth a point this, to me, then. you know? Right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Or mm-hmm. or at yep. least you know. Oh well, next time, actually, watch this. I'm gonna get this one next time. You know? So there's there is yeah. just. I feel like there's always plenty of good choices uh, to be had. Um, the yeah. the tiles with the special powers, I feel like, really help out a lot in this game. I think that's a, a something that we didn't mention enough is the uh, you can pick up those special power tiles and yeah, there's a lot of a lot of decision making in it, it, it's it's another one of these games where um, almost always not always if you have three guys in a row, but if if you don't have three in a row and somebody else is on there, if you unload a boat then even if your opponent gets the things that they want, you might get something also. So it's like not just things happening on your turn, there's things happening on your opponent's turn as well that you... Yeah, uh, I know you like well. that. Yeah, I love that. I love to be mm-hmm. busy the mm-hmm. whole time. I'm not just sitting around waiting for the other person to make a move. So yeah. Um, yeah. I would say yeah. the only drawback for me probably was the scoring, although I kind of like the scoring at the end after we did it a few times, but uh, uh, it's just a lot to... Uh, calculate, I guess. Uh, you just need a calculator, mm-hmm, and it's, mm-hmm. it's not that bad. But, um, but uh, yeah, I'd say it. It definitely was one of these things where once you got go, like you might have a plan in the beginning of the game where you say, okay, I'm gonna focus mm. on pyramids this time, and just yeah. by what your opponent is doing, you may have to change lanes and just decide, well, you know what, I'm there's no way I'm gonna be able to beat them at pyramids, so I'm just gonna go for tombs or whatever it is, you know. So, yeah, 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 yeah. I'm a tombs guy this this round, you know. So, and also it's it's quick and it's easy and it's short, you know, it's short game. It's like thirty minutes max. So, I love wow. I love that. Wow. So ninety two percent sure two people should play this game, but that's not okay. that's not official here, Pete. We gotta go and check out the official score on the leaderboard. 
leaderboard. Okay, Andrew. Fine. If that's what you want, let's go to the leaderboard then. Oh <laughs> my gosh, here, Andrew. If we this add is... 92 80, and 81 together and we give the old Avaru Juni, um, <laughs> Avarujuni, average. Average, uh, average Ani or whatever. I don't know what I'm trying to say there, but you know what I'm saying. <laughs> the old, the old average um, to it. Um, <laughs> the average score then between us is 86.5, which you oh. might remember as the score, the average score for Agricola, all creatures big and small, and the average score for Tack. Oh my gosh, here Andrew. we got a three-way tie. Three-way tie. We got a three-way tie. Uh, with the 86.5 score. Now remember, um, we bring out always... the judges. <laughs> we always then rank them. Um, it's not like they're all gonna. They can't all be tied. So no. then we rank them by, um, you know, pure passion. The the pure the score passion. that is the highest that somebody gave it. Now, so that does mean that out of those three, Agricola is gonna be um, at at the top there. That comes in at the number ten spot on our on our on our list of, you know, fifty three games here so far um because i gave that a 96 i was very passionate about that and still am to this day yeah andrew yeah. you then imhotep the duel comes in right after that one because you have been very passionate about that with your 92 today and then yeah. after that tack um because uh you know you gave that one uh, a 90 and i gave that one an 83 so um so the 10 11 12 spot right now uh, is agricola all creatures big and small then imhotep the duel then tack Wow. Um, and you know what, Andrew? I know that you like it in the same way that you like Targi because it is literally one point Ooh. away from Targi. Targi <laughs> is the number nine spot on the list with 87.5. So Wow. So Emotep the Duel just technically, I guess, missing out on the top ten, but it is tied with number ten. So it's, well, mm -hmm. not really tied, mm -hmm. but it is tied. So it's, uh, yeah. Yeah. It's this leaderboard is getting so crowded up here. It, it's it's like wow. it's like Imhotep the duel tried to cut in line. Really, we've got three in yep. a row. And I was going to say, cut itself right in line yeah. in the middle. Yeah. Well, I was going to say there there was a line there. There was a line of uh, you know two uh, Agricola and Tack. You know, what I mean, they were both like, yeah. all right, well, we one of us is going to get that spot, and then suddenly Imhotep the duel swooped in, took the middle yes. spot. You know what I mean? So. And so now they're going to get oh, the pyramid. Yeah, Imhotep the Duel is going to get the mm -hmm. pyramids uh, square when they unload yep. this boat yep. that that's on our on our exactly. leaderboard. So if you want to see the exactly, boat that exactly. is on our leaderboard, all you have to do is check out our Tumblr, twocanplaythatgamepodcast.tumblr.com, and mm. it is right up there. Wow, yeah. that's great. Yeah, you can uh, you can link to all sorts of different uh, parts of this uh, this podcast that you can see. That's like our fog of love updates, you know, our old chess break updates, the leaderboard, like Andrew said, all sorts of stuff that you can want there. Uh, so check it out, and yeah. also you know um, check out our uh, our link tree as well, which is of course uh, HTTP. Uh, colon slash slash. I don't think you need that anymore, but uh, I'm telling you, just <laughs> go to just, I just, think. Yeah. Well, that's for safe. That's for safe. Uh, I don't oh, know is that right? That or not. If you want to be, if you want to be edgy, I think that's for when it's like you, well, you know, oh. <laughs> it's like safety included or whatever. But who knows? Is that right? Oh, okay. Um, I yeah, I think the S stands for something. Listen, I'm not a mathematician like... here. I don't know these things. <laughs> um, but uh, but just go to Linktree. You know, so it's linktr.ee slash. So you can play that game. 
And uh, that also will link you to all sorts of stuff, which is cool, yeah. too. So hey, check it Pete, out. you know yeah. what? Link trees are super cool, mm-hmm. but, but are we cool? Oh. Are we cool? Andrew, loving that segue, by the way. Yeah, um, thank you. After playing this game, Emotep the Duel, Andrew, are we still cool? How many points did our friendship go up or down? What do you think here? Um, I said zero. Our friendship did not go <gasps> up. It did not go down. Um, really? Yes, because uh, I don't know. It was it was definitely fun playing this game. I'm gonna I'm gonna not gonna lie here. It's a fun game to play. Yeah. Um, but I just I just beat you so badly at this game that I just <laughs> oh no <laughs> I, I just I just felt bad it just felt bad. you felt bad it, yeah. right mm-hmm. so, yeah I know you're a real empath uh, yeah so you were yeah. it left you in a bad mood because you know what I mean <laughs> I was just like uh, well here's Andrew I want to settle your nerves a little bit and and set and make sure that you don't worry I said plus two so Whoa. you don't have to worry about me. I uh, I think this was very fun. I think it was I think it's one of those games where there's like a, a lot to discover. You know what I mean? And so it's uh-huh. kind of fun discovering those different things with you, where we're like, oh, look at that. You know what I mean? Or oh, look at that. You know that kind of thing. Uh, so I think that's fun. You know? Yeah, yeah. I I mm-hmm. I think the the discovering the different types of games that you could play with the A side and the B side. I think that was probably the most fun for me because it's like, oh, well, mm-hmm. this game, this the strategy is all different. So. Yeah, I, mm-hmm, I, yeah mm-hmm. I agree that that, that was cool. You know, but uh, that was that cool. Was cool that but was cool. but are we cool? But uh, are, will our next episode be cool? Segue oh. into the old wrap up here, Andrew. Tune in next time, of course, uh, to find out if that will be cool. Uh, unless you get another friend. Oh, that's right. If you get another friend, you can't tune in here. So you're gonna want to tune into a different <laughs> podcast. It's called "If a Three Falls in the Woods." Ooh, yeah. That's that podcast that's about three-player board games uh, that also ask the tough philosophical questions, like if a three falls in the woods uh, and no one's around to hear it, does it make a noise? I guess that's not really that. I guess guess that's not really a tough philosophical question. I don't know what that can be categorized as, because it's kind of nonsense, right? Uh, But Does uh, it make a noise? Well, it depends on your definition of a noise, like... Yes, it yeah. does make a noise, but if if no one's around, if it doesn't rattle anybody's eardrums, it doesn't really qualify as a noise. You know what I'm saying? Hmm. Yeah, that's okay. So maybe this is more of a maybe this is a tougher philosophical question. It's actually kind of like almost like a quantum physics question. It's like a, this is like a Schrodinger's cat type situation where it's like <laughs> it does it exist? Does it not? Until it's observed, you know what I mean? Yada yada yada. So right, right. it's not really a philosophical question. I guess it's more of a scientific question. I think it's just a dictionary question. Like, what's the definition of noise? A sound. Mm. Okay, I just mm. looked it up. A sound, especially one that is loud or unpleasant, that causes disturbance. Well, see, it wouldn't cause a disturbance because there's nobody around to hear. Because nobody's there. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, but like you said, if if there's nobody to hear it, then you know, I mean, uh, is it even a sound? Now you got to look up the definition for sound, and this will go on forever. You know, what I mean, there's always right. another word you got to look up. It's a classic dictionary scam. Sound is vibrations that travel through the air or another medium that can be heard when they reach a person or animal's ear. I think that is pretty telling right there. Wow. Wow. That, wow, that that implies that you need an ear in order to... What if there's a microphone?
know what I'm saying? You know what I mean? 